0: With us right now, it's Joanna Pineda. Joanna, you are the founder, CEO, and chief troublemaker of um. Matrix Group International. You are found on the web at matrixgroup.net. Joanna, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for
1: having me. What a pleasure and what an honor.
0: Oh, well, geez, the honor is mine. Joanna, tell us, uh, explain to us what you do in the world, your impact, and, and what is the Matrix
1: Group? So we're a digital agency, we're based out of Arlington, Virginia, which is right outside of Washington DC. And you know what we do, Josh, is we help organizations take their customer journeys and make them amazing. So no. almost everybody these days has a website or a mobile app or maybe a conference or an online store or something. And what we do is we come in, we help them identify what their most important digital journeys are, and then we figure out how to make them amazing. So it might be a website redesign, or it might be a whole rethinking mm-hmm. of their e-commerce journeys, and we'll figure out who we need to talk to. We'll, we'll put designers, user experience people, developers, and... We basically try to put ourselves in the shoes of the customers to ultimately to increase conversions and increase revenue. So if an organization says, I'm trying to increase registrations to my meetings, or I'm trying to make more online sales, or I'm trying to get more usage out of my clearing house of resources, articles, et cetera, we'll say, all right, where are the friction points? Where are people getting lost? And how do we make this amazing?
0: yeah all right so why doesn't it just naturally happen on its own without you
1: (laughs) you know i think that's a really good question and josh i think a lot of people think that it does and i think they feel like if they put up an e-commerce store that people will just magically look for the stuff that they need and then make a purchase and then they'll wonder if they look at their analytics Why are people abandoning? They may not even be looking at the analytics and not realizing that people come to their store, can't use the search or abandon in the middle of the shopping cart. Or worse, they can't really get past the email to the store to the shopping cart or they get lost when they click that checkout button. So what we do is we help identify where the, where the problem points are you know, where are people abandoning? Where are people getting lost? And then we basically make suggestions and then we'll actually do the work also, or work with the partners to make it great. And, but I think you make an interesting point about how people assume that technology is going to work, but especially when you have multiple systems at play, you get problems. When people go from an email to a website, to an e-commerce application or email to website, to a meeting reg form or Google to a meeting reg form, you often have friction. Yeah. People get lost.
0: Yeah, they do. You know, um, doing what you do, um, I I really love that that you're um, you're you're very thoughtful of the consumer experience, and I feel like that's just so valuable. And I think that a lot of times, um, and I see this in ecom, I see this with every business owner is we go out and we communicate it's i see it's almost like people are sharing what really should be is like their internal documentation mm. like they're they're selling mm. way too much on features they're they're yes. not yes they're not putting themselves in the shoes of their customer and and could maybe would you be willing to share maybe just some high level observations of how we can be more uh, empathic to our customers
1: yeah, absolutely. So, what the first thing I say is first of all, you got to identify who your customers are. And that sounds so simple, right? If somebody says, Oh, I'm going after. Electrical contractors, for example, who within that company are you going after? Are you going after the CEO, the training director, the safety guy? If you say I'm going after, you know, laundry operators or dry cleaners, for example, who is it the owner, the person working, you know, the cashier, who is it? Then the second thing I say is you got to identify what their pain points are and what are their, you know, the tasks that they want to do with you or that you want them to do. That's the second thing. The third thing is you really gotta map that journey. And I think people kind of start mapping that journey at the point of the transaction, but it's gotta start much earlier. Mm -hmm. How are you communicating? How are they finding you? How are they making the decision to join, register, purchase, donate, whatever it is? So that's the next thing. The next thing you gotta do is you gotta really put yourself in the shoes of that customer. What does it look like when they go from Google to your website and then ultimately decide to make a donation or ultimately decide to purchase that whatever it is, that book, that publication, that T-shirt. And then you really have to look with a very critical eye at your analytics, to see where people might be abandoning, mm. but also you need to do a lot of user experience um, kind of we call them user interviews, where what we'll actually do, Josh, is we'll we'll put people in a room or we'll put them in a in a in a virtual meeting, and we'll say, here's your task, don't. Don't ask us for questions about how to accomplish that task. But as you're doing it, talk to us about the thought process that you're doing. So we'll say to someone, so you're at this, you're at this website and your job is to buy a pass to the national park. Right. Or your job is to make a donation or your job is to find a specific book and make a purchase. And what we ask him to do is talk out loud. Well, let's see, I go to the website. Oh, I go here. Oh, it's not there. And meanwhile, we're watching and thinking, why the hell are they going there? (laughs) Why are they going there? Why aren't they going here? Or we'll find people who go straight to search and the client will say, why are they going straight to search? Why aren't they using the navigation? Well, you're not there to tell them what to do. So you got to watch what those customers are doing. So the think out louds are unbelievably useful, Josh. Yeah. And at the end of it, we'll say, why'd you make those decisions? And then we'll say, okay, is the labeling issue? Is it a too much going on on the page that they got distracted? So have you noticed um, on amazon.com at the point of transaction, there is nothing else going on on that page. There's not a search. There's not a related item. There's nothing on that page. All they want you to do is convert. They don't want anything to distract you from that. Before that, they're pitching all kinds of stuff to you, but at the point of conversion, they want you to just convert. Mm -hmm. So then what we do is once we've figured out all these issues, we'll say, all right, who do we have to talk to to fix this? Can we do it? Do we work with this partner? Do we hold a vendor conference and talk with the marketing automation vendor the website vendor, the e-commerce vendor, the, you know, whatever it is, let's get them all coordinated and let's figure out how to make this happen.
0: Yeah. uh, I'm sure, Joanna, that you have some great outcomes, Uh, maybe a a case study or two that, you know, top of mind of someone that you've worked with. You did this deep work because... um, I don't want anyone to hear the process and say, Ooh, that sounds like a lot of work or that sounds expensive. Um, Don't, (laughs) don't get focused on that.
1: Right. Because the outcome is potentially uh, life-changing. Yes. I mean, here's this perfect example. I was working with them in this case, it was a professional society and association and they said, we're not getting enough registrations to our conference can you help us out? They actually said, we think that we need to rebrand the organization and rebrand the meeting. That's pretty drastic and that's expensive to rebrand the organization. And I also ultimately believe that if you wanna increase registrations to a conference or to a to an event, rebranding is actually the worst thing you can do, because then people don't know who the hell you are, right? All the brand equity that you've built up is now gone, and you have to, you know, re-educate your customers. So anyway, I started from the beginning, and my team and I said, well, let's take a look at what you've got. Let's take a look at the website. Let's take a look at the registration form. Josh, I kid you not, the registration form was 27 pages long. cuz how uh, <laughs> what we call that is friction. Friction. <laughs> and I remember the CFO at one point said cuz we were going page by page, what's on this page, why is this page here, what does it do? Oh. Why on earth did we throw that in there that in there. At one point the CFO said Man, we better get dinner because it's going to take us a while to get through this. It took an hour and a half of, you know, we recorded the whole thing. You know, where where does this branch? Why do we have this decision? At one point, the meeting planner actually said, this is the short version. If you were X type of, you know, attendee, it would actually be longer. And the CFO said, oh my God, how did we let this happen? Well, because over the years, somebody said, we'll need the photography release. We need the you know, the the attendance guidelines, we need this and we need that, and so all of those requirements ended up turning into this e-commerce application that turned into a jillion pages. So then I said, hey, do you have any analytics about, uh, you know, abandons? And the meeting planner said, oh, I have a report. He said, I've got this report, let me look it up. Oh, for the annual conference, he, they had over 700 abandons. Mm. and the CFO said what do you mean we have seven over 700 abandons and obviously not every single one of those people would have converted ultimately just because people abandon all the time but how many abandoned because they said well how many pages is this thing and the really committed will go through it the really committed might make a phone call but how many people abandon because they ran out of time and then never come back to it so and the, the the CFO said, "My God, if all, if half of those people actually converted, we'd have the best meeting, you know, ever."
0: No kidding.
1: So then I said, "You know what? I think what we want to do. And in this case, this was actually not an expensive fix." I said, "Let's go back to the meeting planners, and let's go back to the vendor, and ask them." Why on earth is this twenty-seven pages? Do we need everything? And, and I said, I, I'm going to bet my life that your your the, the company that that it is hosting or developed your meeting registration system never envisioned a twenty-seven page reg form. So yeah. they went back, and then the CFO said, I'm going to kind of take a hatchet to this. Some things like the photography release and this and that, we can just have a little checkbox at the at the you know at the end of the registration that says you agree to all this stuff. People won't read it anyway or you put it on the website ahead of the registration to say, hey, here are policies and guidelines, and then figure out how to get that down to about three pages. We didn't get it down to three, we got it down to much fewer than 27 pages, and conversions increased Mm -hmm. by a lot. Yeah, yeah. So that's an example, I got all kinds of examples.
0: Well, I, you know, so when when somebody works with you, like, um, do you, do you typically work long term with people? Do you are you primarily project based?
1: Yeah. So we we can do projects for clients. In practice, I think what happens is our clients end up coming back to us mm-hmm. over and over again because they'll say, "Wow, we got the open rates on that email up so high that." Can we tackle something else wow we were able to with some small tweaks to our email marketing you know increase the conversions can we do something else i think what happens is anytime there's a problem hopefully our clients just come back to us and say you know can you help us with this and sometimes we'll say you know totally out of our domain and, and then you know we'll give them a referral or we can't help them but oftentimes you know we can help them if it's a digital journey i'll give you another really um, a great example, we had a client that said, you know, everyone complains about our website. They say that they can't find anything. It turns out that the site search wasn't searching the entire site. It wasn't searching the magazine because the magazine was on a separate platform and it had its own search. The problem with that is visitors come to your website and they expect yep. that the site search is gonna search everything. Yep. Even if you say this only searches the website and not the magazine, who's gonna read that? And that doesn't even compute in most visitors' minds. So we said, okay, the, the, the challenge here is to figure out how to include the magazine in the indexing of the search. In that case, that meant a replacement of the site search and to to, to create something that's called a federated search, which means you're, you're actually indexing multiple properties instead of mm-hmm. just one property. So those are the types of things that we fixed too. So, Sometimes yep. it's very simple, and sometimes it requires a whole lot of re-engineering of the whole process.
0: Yeah, you know, and and I don't want to, I don't want anyone to feel bad that <laughs> that they are experiencing these results because that's the norm. Yes, you're, you're too in the woods. You can't yes. like the best example. Or the best way I've heard it illustrated is like it's just so difficult to read the label from inside the bottle. Like I I can't do that for my stuff, and I yes. feel like I'm pretty consumer centric. Um, yes. Even I know that I'm way too close to it. I just don't have objectivity. I spend every day in this. I have a dis- I, I have a dis I have a skewed and distorted view of the world when it comes to my offer. <laughs>
1: absolutely i mean i'm the same way which is why on a regular basis we try and get outside feedback even on our own yeah. stuff i remember at one point we were testing out some new messaging and i was convinced it was the best thing since sliced bread it was going to work beautifully we tested it out with the clients and they hated it and we said well thank god <laughs> you know mm-hmm. we tested it out with the clients because we were about to sink a bunch of money and, it, and they said that's not you okay fine you're absolutely right. And I think, oh, here's here's another thing that we do. We'll actually say, you know, user testing is your friend. And I think there is this notion that user testing is expensive. You actually don't need to do a whole lot of it. And you don't need professional testers. In fact, you don't want professional testers because the average person who's, you know, purchasing something on your website or registering or doing something, they're not professionals. So grab a neighbor, grab somebody from your team who's never worked on the project. Ask your mom ask, you know, your son, I actually was working on a project. And I asked my 17 year old, I said, Hey, can you test this? And he said, Oh, my God, Mom, there's all kinds of mobile issues, because his first inclination was to test it on his phone. And we hadn't done quite enough mobile testing. So that would have, you know, if we had done more mobile testing, it would have revealed more issues. And so now we have much more detailed mobile testing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Joanna, um, when folks go to your website, what what should they click on? What should they do?
1: So what they should click on is, you know, our services so that they can learn more about what we do. We also have on the website just a whole lot of content about how to navigate these user yeah. journeys. We've got blog posts. We've got, you know, recordings from webinars because we do try to be very you know, kind of share what we've learned, right? We, during this pandemic, we have a virtual meeting platform. We we have really been experimenting with how to create effective revenue generating, engaging virtual meetings. And we have tried our best to really share those practices. So, you know, go to the website and then ultimately if they'd like to get in touch with us, we've got a place where you can request more information. There's a place actually on the blog where you can get in touch with me personally. And, you know, we'll share what we know. And then if we can be of assistance, then then obviously I'd love to work with them. Mm.
0: Awesome. That is Matrixgroup.net. Uh Joanna Paneda, uh, I've loved our conversation. I love this subject, right? Is you know, is taking that time. Um, it's like amazing how much time and money and resources we'll put into advertising and marketing and, and blasting out to the world. And, um, you may be surprised, uh, just, you know, by a, a simple improvement here and you've improved this conversion rate by 5% and another 5% here and another 5% there. Ultimately, you, you know, you start doing the math on that and you, you know, orders, you be essentially, I mean, it can, it, it really is life-changing. I mean, it Absolutely really is it's, life-changing. Improve, yeah.
1: Josh, if you can, what is it? The average email campaign gets a what, a 15% open? Terrible, right? I mean, that Mm -hmm. means 85% of the people that you sent the email out to didn't open your email. What a waste. Mm -hmm. So I tell clients, if we can get that number up by another 5%, another 10%, another 20, that's that many more people who are actually getting the message, hopefully then clicking over to your website and then making that conversion. If they never even open the email, there's no chance they're even gonna know that you've, you've got something that that they need. So little tweaks like that. Also, you know, Josh, when, 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 when clients or prospects say to us I don't have the time or the money to do it I think well then where is your time going where is your money going if not the user experience and getting those conversions and let me tell you making those tweaks will really pay off in dollars yeah yeah I believe it
0: matrixgroup.net Joanna Pineda thank you
1: so much for this conversation Josh terrific thank you so much
0: Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for the Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love to. Even if you just stop by to say hi, I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right,